fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Cult Divinity Lost role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is the Black Madonna. It is available from Helmgast. I am the Game Master, and this is episode 20. The recap will be given by Josh Harwood as his character, Andre Vyshenko. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Josh. Thank you. Uh, this could be my final note to you, Anya. So I'm going to be quite uh, upfront. Um, before I get to the details, I had not encountered before I, when I changed my identity. Uh, the man Dieter, I killed. I killed him. Killed him in his home. Uh, but the strangest thing is his wife was there. She witnessed me. And you, you want to know what she said? She said to me, how can I help you? She offered to help me. And offered to help me become him. I, I chose him because we looked similar. But she was fine with me taking his identity. We became close. Very close. And then she was taken from me. I guess that is one of my secrets. I don't know why she was taken from me, killed in some darkness. Maybe that's what haunts my nightmares. <laughs> Haunting nightmares. <laughs> uh, life's horrible as it is. Nightmares is dreams. Nightmares is life. But anyway, that is me rambling on about Maria. I thought you should know about it, even though I don't really like you. How are the kids? Anyway. So, we continued on. Um, we, as a group, were going to storm the missile base. And um, with the help of my former employers, uh, we went down into the sewer systems. Uh, the, the soldiers followed us. But they started to... Uh, and not adapt well to the uh, situation, uh, the fleshiness. We taught them to stay behind. We continued onwards into the belly of the beast. Uh, the belly of the beast. <laughs> it definitely felt like it anyway. Uh, we continued on and we were met with some resistance once we came into a uh, see the bodies strapped to those devices. We put them down. The alarm was sounded after by one of the guards who I was in a shootout with. And then they sent the kids. It's always the kids. Always those fucking kids. I cannot get it out of my head. I know it's not meant to get to me. I'm meant to be a tough soldier, but it still gets to me. It still very much gets to me. Especially when you kill more and more of them. They were kids, but I was once them in the same position. We continued on and went further into the belly. <laughs> we definitely reached the stomach at this point. Uh, and it felt like hell. Hot, fiery hell. I don't maybe we're not there yet, but we were close. We're definitely at the gates of hell at this point. 
And we went further down and we got to these doors. Uh, I think Miller was having some issues. He, he was saying there was creatures behind us a bit later on. I didn't see no creatures, but uh, he looked horrified by it afterwards. And I assume he said mm, maybe like claw creatures. I, I cannot recall, but he was horrified. And I assume we would have all been horrified if we had noticed. But uh, when those doors opened, Ingolf was leading the way, my adopted son, as you know, my dear. Uh, he got shot. He got shot. I was so angry. I probably could have just shot at the main, the head honcho, the reason we were all there. Instead, I just shot all the kids. I was just so angry. It got over me. I shot them all. All of them were dead. I could have probably saved some more of them, but the anger, it overtook me. Ingolf is fine, though. He is perfectly fine. Um, Dietrich threw in a grenade. Smart man, threw in a grenade. Um, caused a bit of explosion, body parts everywhere, and did damage to our target. And uh, then Petra helped throw in the next one basically delivering the final blow because he would have bled out either way. In my anger, I uh, went and just kicked in his head a little bit. Only a little bit, just a tiny bit. Definitely didn't pop or anything, but it's okay. Um, And then it suddenly hit me. I guess grief, if you say. Grief for the kids. I did the prayer, the soldier's prayer. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to live with myself. I guess. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I would survive. Obviously, they know where I am. They'll come for me. I can't run from my past forever. I do not know what will become of me, but as long as I can help Ingolf live a better life. And you, have, well, not you, my children. Not I don't really care for you anymore, Anya, but I will make sure Ingolf is secure, even if I have to give my life for him. And, uh, yes, just remember, uh, I've attached my new will, which leaves money to Ingolf, a lot of money to Ingolf. And you better not steal it, you crazy bitch. Okay. So... <clears throat> Following the events at the missile uh, base, uh, you you are in, still in hiding somewhere in Moscow. Um, Selivanova has said that uh, uh, she is investigating what is going on in Leningrad and that she will contact you if she needs you. Um, but she's also expressed that it may be that things will settle down now that uh, the general leading the Russian military is uh, kaput. So what do you guys do? We'll say it takes over, you know, over the course of a few weeks. Um, I know that uh, two of you have bullet wounds that you need to uh, heal. I believe Andre and I were going to do a little bit of digging and pull on our contacts to find out a little bit more about what's going on in Leningrad right now. 
well, as you guys have been watching the television, um, the television, the newspapers, the radio, there is, it, it seems at first like political difficulties are, are rising. Um, and then things begin to become pretty heavy. They're, they are sending some military in there. The Red Army is moving into Leningrad. Um, there are protests. There are people uh, very worried about it. And uh, about a week ago, we'll assume you guys have moved forward in time. About a week ago, uh, the city was put under martial law. So it's uh, very difficult to get in and out of the city. Not historically a very good sign. Uh, I uh, am taking this window uh, to study the alchemical symbols and uh, writings on the material that we took from the bunker. Possibly Petra and Dieter can help me acquire texts through their network since I don't have access to my materials in Berlin. Um, so where exactly do you want to go with that? You want to look up occult places or? Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, a little study and my recollection should give me an idea of the kind of flavor and period of this material. So I can write up a list of books for you guys to seek out specifically. You know, if it's 14th century Latin stuff, you know, there's the rerum mysterii and so on. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but I, Russian bookstores and my skulking around haven't been fantastic. John, what are you up to? Well, I've still got my little personal mission of trying to harass this Harcomb arsehole in his dreams. So I think I'm going to be spying on him to begin with for a short period to find out what his reaction is to all this that's gone down in um, at the at the missile base and then slowly try to either worm my way into his dreams or bring him into mine so that I can talk with the fella. Okay. And uh, Andre and Ingolf, you are recovering. Oh, you guys are up and walking about. You're not. Uh, you're not in agony anymore. What did you well, guys I, want to I do? I will. Uh, I will be assisting Patcher and Dietrich in whatever they uh, require. But I will obviously check on Ingolf, as I have adopted him as my own, basically. So. Yes, you've made that very clear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very clear. How much vodka do I need to drink to heal a leg wound, Andre? You're the uh, expert yes, in I, such matters. Well, I did say that you're allowed to drink in these certain matters. Uh, well, I used to drink at least two bottles. And I'm, I am I was... But I don't know if you can handle it. You're not a, you're not a proper built for it. 
So maybe maybe just a few shots for you. All right. Um, Petra and Dietrich, you're going to begin trying to find out what this information is. Uh, you can get access to libraries. There are various occult institutions around town. Um, and there are people of a little bit more shady, you know, knowledge that uh, you don't know whether it, it borders on whether you, you suspect it's just superstition and nonsense. Um, Given the origin of these documents, I think this is actually metaphysical in, intel, not superstition. So there's one, you know, we can go ahead with the investigate faculty, but it might also be useful to see three illusion. I can imagine like looking at these blueprints for a metaphysical missile system and seeing something beyond that connects it to hidden realities. All right. Um, Well, yeah, do a do an investigate role and do an uh, see beyond. See if there's a for the investigate cheese uh, twenty. Okay, uh, so that ask quite a few texts and things. That... We do find some material, and sadly for the illusion nine. Hmm which means I might have poked a bear. Possibly, yeah. Because you do have to occasionally interact with people out there and you're asking some questions. Um, sometimes things look back through the veil. Right. And Petra, you were assisting him or? Um. I I'm no good at seeing through the illusion, but I I have contacts. I could at least pull some strings in the physical world right. to see what I can find here. So Dietrich, what it's what it's looking more and more like is um, substances that are designed to uh, possess um, uh, people on a spiritual level. Uh, they. Uh, uh, the chemicals, the chemical symbols are usually associated with black curses and things like that. Things that would cause the people to go mad, to uh, damage one another physically, uh, perhaps torturously. Uh, torture seems to be the uh, theme that's running through it all. Um, it and might, in fact, be... Uh, it might be a it might be a thing that when it is delivered via missile or or something like that, then of course there's damage done to the target, uh, like a missile would do. But something is released into the air at the same time that begins to spread, begins to act very much like the disease that you have mm -hmm. um, that is damaging things. So mixed biological warfare seemed charming. Yeah. Um, let's see, John, um, you attempt a number of times in the beginning, um, uh, 
to infiltrate Harcum's dream. And at first, you are still able to do this rather easily. Um, you see memories, you see him studying various forms of magic, um, uh, death magic. Uh, but he gets better and better at recognizing that you've shown up. So finally, we'll say after a week or two of trying to do this, um, you find yourself in uh, that industrial area. Um, you're approaching the area that you think is his temple, and the guards that are there block your path, but from somewhere in the darkness comes a voice that says, let him in. You walk inside and the dimensions of the, the room change. It seems on the outside like it should be a warehouse, but once you step inside, it's more like a, a palatial mansion, somewhere in the mountains, up high. Um, it's rather nicely appointed, like a, almost like a resort. Uh, everything looks comfortable. Everything is soft. It's warm. Um, and uh, you hear Harcum from the other room saying, um, come in, John, come in. I, well, I'll accept the invitation. He's in the other room. He's fixing himself a drink. Would you like a drink? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. He looks at you and he says, um, are you sure you wouldn't like? And he names your favorite drink. Uh, I didn't know they had uh, dossiers on me that were that comprehensive. Well, you look into my mind, I can look into yours. And you're not as good at telling when I'm there and when I'm not. Well, I've had certain certain experience wandering around. I've not done this in this capacity for very off, for very long. We had a bit of a crash course. <sighs> Have a seat. What do you want, John? kind of what I was going to ask you that what is your involvement in this because you said previously and I've been kind of mulling on this statement you made that it was dumb to ally or chain yourself to a higher power and yet you're also seemingly working for Chigidiel so I'm confused I want to know what your part in all this is and seeing if we can just pass like ships in the night or are we going to be set on a collision course i'm hoping you you do have a misconception i'm not working for chigidiel i uh i'm working for myself the universe isn't what you think it is it's more complicated than uh than our regular mundane lives there's a whole whole slew of machinery that it all runs by very intricate system of levers and pulleys and things like that i've simply spent my life trying to learn how to manipulate those things for instance time and space and he just sort of looks around at the room that you're in he says this isn't a dream not to me to you maybe but this place actually exists in reality because i can move time and space how old do you think i am john and he looks 
like 30. <laughs> I'm guessing probably considerably older than you look. Exactly. Yeah, I am. I'm actually going on my 73rd third birthday this year. Once you find the answers, once you begin to see, you can manipulate the world around you. I'm just riding the fastest train. Mm -hmm. And you see that uh, this maybe alliance or riding on the coattails of Chigidiel is a is a way to achieve that. Well, it's one of the ways, one of the opportunities that's come up. You might think that I'd have animosity for you for killing one of my friends. The uh, can't even remember his name all of a sudden. Because this is, really doesn't matter much because I don't really have any friends. Uh, I have people that I use and people that I get rid of and people that get in my way. And I don't think you want to get in my way. So far, it's been a little amusing. Hmm. Well, I certainly don't want to get in your way, and I hope you don't get in the way of um, get in the way of us. Which is why I'm say why kind of, kind of the reason why I'm here. Well, I find it difficult to even imagine that you could do anything that would get in my way, uh, or the, or that you that that I would need to obstruct. Hmm. Look, they're all vying for power. All of the all of the greater powers are vying for power, which in itself itself tells you that they're not really gods or deities or anything like that. How can two gods be competing for something when they're just powerful beings trying to do their their own petty nonsense? And uh, and I just want to take advantage of that. I wouldn't mind, you know, Chigidiel wins uh, or anyone else wins. I want to build my palace taller and bigger. So I could teach you if it amuses me, if you're interested in learning certain things, but it's a, uh, from what I've seen of your personality, you're far too, far too tied up with friends and things like that. This is the kind of stuff where, you know, you wouldn't even think twice about murdering a baby. Well, that, that I take you're talking about teaching death magic. That's, that's not my, my bag. I mean, if you've had a wander around up here, you'll know who I'm trying to ultimately get back to. And that I'm very interested in just leaving this whole world behind and going off back to the, back to the dream worlds, back to the, the worlds that surround Vortex, and maybe even if I if I one day get the chance become a dream prince myself, that's where I want to end up. It's just another level of nonsense. It might be nonsense, but at least it's enjoyable. Hmm. And it's better than here. Rather than getting that's also, that's also its own level of nonsense. Hedonism? I can go for that. I, I like hedonism just the same as anyone else. But in the end, it's just another distraction. In any case, that's all I had to say to you. If you want to keep sticking your nose in, then your nose is going to get broken. Well, as you put it, there's a big old machine out there. That's, those cogs and gears are going to grind us all up at this rate. Well, that's why I'm trying to avoid it as best I can. And I've done pretty well. I haven't aged a day since I started. 
So I'm, I'm wondering, what are you going to do with this big palace when you've got it, though? Hedonism. <laughs> then is it really any different to me wanting to have my own realm? Maybe not. She's got a long way to go. Oh, I know. But then again, who ages and dreams? You're still hooked up on, what's her name? Persephone? She's fickle. You'll, you'll, you've already had her. She's not interested in you anymore. One can still follow. Or like, like I put it with you, ride on their coattails. But there are other things that will make Persephone look like nothing. All you got to do is learn about them, but you can't do it just running around doing good deeds and uh, trying to save the world. Anyway. And he snaps his fingers and you wake up in bed. And from that point on, you are not able to get into his uh, dreams. Although I don't know whether you try or not. I'll probably try one more time, but if I bounce, I'll take that as a uh, take that as a given. Yeah. But I think I will All right. I will report oh. back to the others, um, saying basically the overview of everything that happened in that conversation that he's that he told me. So he might not be a um, a direct antagonist after all. If he's literally just trying to exploit the situation, then we might just be able to avoid him. Like I said, parts like ships in the night. Yeah, the less people we have to deal with, the better, in my opinion, honestly. So during this, there's a period in here where Ingolf is alone. What are you going to do, Ingolf? Sitting here with my leg all wrapped up. I'll have a notebook brought to me drinking vodka heavily i think that goes without <laughs> without mention but i want to look they're trying to rebuild that orphanage what exactly does that mean so i'm going to start you can do your all right Let's see. 15. 17. You uh you find yourself sort of floating out of your body up into the air over Moscow. Um you begin flying through the air. You can see the stars going by and uh the landscape changing. You fly down towards Leningrad. And like a like a, like a space movie, there is a giant sucking black hole um, over in the direction of where uh, Kalenko's house or his orphanage would be. Um, it's bigger and more powerful than the one that you saw at the missile base. It it seems to you, you, you begin to, to realize that 
as you have killed the avatars of Chigidiel, the remaining one gets stronger. Um, it's like instead of killing them, actually, you are reincorporating them into a single being. And that is now where Kalinko's place is. At the same time, when you look carefully, you can still see Kalinko's orphanage. It is sitting there, hovering over the abyss with uh, all of the inferno down below it. And it looks like they're building something. But people aren't building something. There is something being built in inferno that is rising up towards Kalenko's house like a huge castle or citadel of some sort that is being slowly, meticulously assembled and is approaching the surface. And that's when you wake up. Also, there was one other thing. It looked cold. Um, it's no longer winter, and yet you saw snow in the ground all around Kalenko's uh, orphanage. Um, it reminded you of pictures you've seen of the siege of Leningrad when it was the dead of winter and everybody was freezing to death and starving to death. All right. So a few weeks have gone by. What do you guys, or, or a week has gone by since you've heard about the problems in uh, Leningrad? What do you guys want to do now? Anything? Feels like all signs point back to Leningrad at this point. Yeah. I, right. Do we have a a mechanism for reaching out to Solovanova? Um, yeah, I think you've got a, I think you've got a, uh, a way of contacting her. It's probably convoluted, but yeah, right. we'll probably do that. We, we put a yellow handkerchief on a window and one of right. her pens comes. Uh, um, yeah. you do get a hold of her. Uh, she says, uh, that uh, indeed she has become very worried about uh, Leningrad, uh, the martial law. Uh, it is becoming difficult. She has lost all contact with any of the lictors that are in Leningrad, including Shizanko. Um He's not the only lictor there, but the other ones are smaller, less powerful, but they all seem to have vanished or are unable to communicate. Uh, I was hoping that once the power of this uh, general was gone, that it would weaken uh, Chigidio, but it doesn't seem to have done that. It's getting worse. Since we went to the missile base uh, and found the plans, um, it has become clear that, you know, there's a, these these missiles were drawn up to spread a sort of chickadee infection as well as mayhem. Um, yes, 
Is there a mechanism that you have to disable that facility now that the general has been eliminated? Oh, the the facility has been completely, uh, his faction has been dealt with by the KGB. We had we had enough evidence to go in and, and stop that. As I say, I thought that that would take care of the problem. Right. But the problem seems to be continuing. I uh, I think, in my opinion, that we're going to have to do something about it. I'm not quite sure what yet. But I, I myself would have, I, I am quite distressed. If I go to Leningrad or into the main city, I will certainly be discovered. And uh, that will be the end of me. But I think it might be something that, once again, I might have to ask you to assist in. Um, Though I don't think you should go yet. It's far too dangerous. People are looking for you. In any case... I think we just have to wait. We have to wait and see and find our opportunity. Do you understand what faction is operating the martial law there? I mean, is that... the, it's, it's the Red Army. It's the government itself that is taking over the area. Uh, but there, the information coming out is not very clear. So you don't have contact with somebody who's maintaining peace in that? District. Yes, I have. I have not been able to find out any information beyond that. It will probably be some sort of military coup or a political coup, but uh, we haven't been able. To, we thought our biggest d- the danger was the uh, the general, and now that he is gone. Certainly, his followers and and the people underneath him don't have enough uh, gumption, I can't think of the word, uh, to to take control themselves. Uh, So we'll have to just wait. I will will contact you. So a few days go by. And you, uh, it, it's evening. We'll say it's about 6 p.m. And there is a knock on your door. And we've probably <laughs> moved safe houses twice since she provided a place for us after yeah. the escape. Okay. And you've, your, your passports and your papers have all been changed. Uh, another knock at your door it's a little knock little it's not the giant pounding of a a bishop lichter that's nice Gun is uh, ready anyway so just yeah. bishop lichter didn't really knock no that's well he pounded on he pounded coming down the hall yeah all right uh andre i'm gonna open the door from the side and say hello who's there Okay. Uh, as you you open it, what do you mean? Like you're peeking out? I'm actually sort of standing not behind the door, but behind the door jam, which is, provides a little more protection from flying lead. Okay, but you actually open the door, or you yeah. just say that to the door. Um, 
there is an old man standing outside the door, which you immediately recognize as Nestrov, the icon painter. And he says, it's complete. It's time. Do you want to come in and tell us, or do we have to go somewhere now? Yes, of course. Uh, but yes, we do need to go. Yeah, well, if we have time for a cup of tea first, you can explain. He's, uh, he's dressed in old-fashioned Russian clothes, and he is speaking only in Russian. Um, although, are there any of you that don't speak Russian? You all speak a little bit of Russian. Ingolf doesn't. You seem to be able to understand him, regardless of the fact that he's not speaking in your language. He says, well, it is complete. I need to bring you to the cathedral. Uh, the bishop is waiting for you there. Um, we finally know what we need to do. But he will explain it to you. And then he sort of looks around. And he says, but I want to tell you that you need to use your hearts in the actions that you do. You need to be sure of your actions and understand that things are not always the way you are told they are. This is exactly the kind of mystery, mystery-laden quasi-religious mumbo-jumbo that drives the Soviets so mad. Well, I'll take your I, word for it. I just want you to know that and he sort of leans over and he says, regardless of what anyone tells you, when I rescue the children from Kalenko, I was not able to rescue all of them. I am sure his house is still filled with the children and they need to be set free. But others may tell you otherwise. Uh, I am not a monster. I am not a strange alien creature thing, litter or whatever. I am a human being like you. I have a heart. I have a soul. And so do you. Follow your heart. But now we must go. Saddle up, friends. So he leads you down. There is a, uh, a beautiful Mercedes in the street. Um, and you can see that there is somebody inside of it. As you approach, it is Savel, uh, uh, Salivanova. And uh, she says, please, please come get inside. Um, she says, uh, we're going to drive you to Leningrad, uh, but uh, I can't enter the city. So I can get you to the outskirts, maybe through the first uh, first guard post. But then the, that is it. You'll be on your own from there. This uh, man, and she points at uh, Nestrov, she says, uh, he claims to know uh, uh, the Lictor Chesenko. Uh, I have to trust him. 
I thought everything would be resolved, as I told you before, but uh, there seems to be more to this story than we know. So uh, we'll go. We'll all pile in. And it is a long way. Uh, I think we said six hours to get there. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah, uh, six hours, yes. So uh, actually, it says it only takes six hours because uh, her car, she's doing 150 k- uh, kilometers an hour. And uh, you guys are holding on. <laughs> she's going around corners. But she seems to have sort of a preternatural skill for uh, for getting there quickly. Um, so as you approach Leningrad, uh, the Red Army has cordoned off uh, Leningrad. Um, you come to a checkpoint, and Savelanova uh, shows her identification. And these are probably younger, less experienced guards. Uh, they see that she is an important uh, person, and they let her through without any question. Uh, but she says after that, she says that was... That was to be expected that they would put the less, but we can't go. I can't go any farther into the city. So she drives you to uh, an area. Uh, it's an industrial area, not unlike the one where uh, uh, Harcombe's uh, place is. Um, you see a sign that says um, uh, Capteno uh, Industrial Area. And she says, uh, This is where I need to let you go. Um, You'll have to follow this fellow, but uh, I've got something for you if you need it. And uh, as she gets out of the car, she goes around to the trunk of the car and she opens it up and she has quite a few weapons. She has uh, scorpion machine pistols. She has uh, magazines of ammo. She has bulletproof vests. Um, uh, And she also has uh, PSM handguns if you want those. So, what do you all want? I will take all of the above. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) I will again take one handgun and a few grenades, and I love the bulletproof vest idea. That's a big improvement. Bulletproof vest, ammo, scorpion, and a pistol, because I assume I may have ditched my old pistol anyway, so... All right, so you've all got armor. You've all got uh, bulletproof vests. Ingolf, better have armor on. And I'll just let you take care of which guns you grab. So the the scorpions are like submachine guns. They're small. Um, Plenty of ammo, but she's also got hand pistols if you want those instead. Um, And as you are suiting up, getting all of those things... uh, Nestrov, uh, he says, he says, come, come, we must, we must keep moving. And uh, you follow him into the warehouse area. And he says to you, he says, this is a very old part of the city. Uh, it eventually sort of began to fall apart. So they put up warehouses and, uh, but it's mostly abandoned. Very few people use this area. And it comes around a, the corner of one of the warehouses there is kind of a small a square which would have been part of 
a town. Um, and in the middle of it, there seems to be a very old church uh, in, in a very old Russian style. It seems to be made out of big black, uh, big uh, basalt uh, blocks. Um, it once had a little cupola on the top of it that's fallen down. Uh, and nobody is bothered to weed or tend it. So there are literally trees breaking up through the concrete all around it and sort of shrouding the whole thing. You can see that the windows are mostly broken. Um, and there are about a hundred of these black legionnaires uh, completely surrounding it. They're zombie-like. They are all holding weapons, and they are pointing at the cathedral. They've completely surrounded it. Um, what do you guys do? Uh, Nestrov, do you know what this siege is? Um, he says, oh, don't pay attention. Just keep coming. He says, uh, just follow, follow, follow. Is the church emitting any light? No. Looks, it's an old ruin. Yeah, that wouldn't stop it from glowing in the right spectrum. Uh, I guess I'm going to try to see through the illusion and make sure that this is really our Nestrop, et cetera. Okay. That doesn't seem nice. 15 plus 3, 18. Okay. You see, it's kind of interesting. The um, the uh, legionnaires that are all around it. Uh, you're pretty sure that they are more zombies than they are living creatures. Uh, they seem to get off, give off kind of a sickly green aura, and there's definitely. There's definitely a strong feeling of Chigidio in their in their direction. Um, the church itself uh, seems to be um, emitting some kind of an aura that they aren't able to penetrate. It's holding them off like a shield, and there does seem to be some sort of glow coming from inside the church, but not in the building. Maybe under the building. Mm. is where it's coming from and it's seeping up into it um nestrov mm. continues he's just like don't 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 be afraid just don't don't provoke them right yeah no no firing they're they're all stalled does nestrov look different no he I'm... looks about the same as as he did mm. before um he has i guess what you'd call a fairly pure aura you know, he's a good man, um, which is interesting because you thought that maybe he was somebody who follows orders, but he doesn't feel like that. He feels like somebody who does what he thinks is the right thing to do. So he leads you towards this, and it does get a little strange because these, these legionnaires look like they're ready to fight. Um, some of them have grimaces on their face. Some of them move slightly back and forth as they shift their weight, but they don't seem to notice you, almost as if you were invisible as you're walking past them. 
he takes you around to the uh, the eastern side of the church where the altar would be, and the whole side of the building uh, has been demolished. It's broken. Um, you literally just climb over the broken wall into the church itself. Uh, it's very old. The altar is still in place. Uh, the uh, icon screen in front of it has fallen down. Um, there are icons painted all over the walls and ceiling, but for some reason, all of the fleshy parts of them, the face, the hands, has been burned black. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can see that there are a number of little side chapels where there would be, it looks like there's remnants of candles that are all melted down and, and various uh, uh, shrines uh, to the Virgin Mary and Jesus and, and so forth. Uh, and he says, uh, we need to go down. Uh, he says, but I am not going to continue. You go down, Chizenko is there, but uh, I have other things now. Uh, the icon is finished, and uh, I think we know who has been chosen. And he looks at uh, John and sort of clamps your hands and smiles, a bright smile. And then he turns and walks away. Do I read a person on him just to make sure there's nothing that's setting off any alarm bells here? Okay. So that is intuition. Uh, 12. Okay. What question do you want to ask me then? I kind of already did. Um, I suppose this is more of a general uh, general comment. Is he lying about anything? It doesn't seem so. It's maybe not sure that he knows everything, but uh, he feels like he's done his job and he doesn't seem to be the kind of person to side with anything that's evil. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So how are you going to proceed? You have had to kind of push your way through the legionnaires to get to the, the, the hole to get in, but they didn't react. Yeah. Down we go. I don't, uh, I don't think we, I'm not anticipating any, enemy assault from the cellar. I think Chigeriel's down there, which means he's been able to come back to the city. So or out of hiding. Um, so you descend uh, the stairs. They're very small, narrow. You're going into the crypts. Uh, the crypts are uh, it's basically a long hallway. It's all st old stone. Old, you know, wet stone. Um, and all along the side are little crypts, uh, one after the other, both on the right and the left. If you look at the inscriptions, uh, you see that a lot of them are Shizenko. Um, they are his family. He was once human. And uh, you can see dates ranging uh from uh, 1154 up to 1480. 
So he's his family has been in the area for a long time. Uh, you follow that hallway down. It turns a corner. There are more crypts. And you can see at the far end, there is light coming through a door. Uh, it's actually like an iron gate that's there. You want to do anything before you continue forward? Well, I think we have an appointment. Well, you move forward, you get to the door, and um, you look inside. Shazanko is there. He is dressed in black. Uh, he hears your scuffling movements, and he turns around and looks, and he says, Excellent, you have arrived. Now, as you step into this room, there is a little vaulted dome up above with a, an icon of Jesus, uh, there is there are icons on the wall, and, and it is lit by candlelight. There are a great many uh, little thin candles stuck in like bowls of sand, um, and they are all in front of this niche with a very odd-looking uh, iron statue, which is very unusual to find any kind of uh, statuary in the church, but it looks kind of like this. Hmm. And uh, if it's it's hard to identify what it is, because if it was the Virgin Mary, she's usually got the baby Jesus in her. You've never seen this sort of shape before. Yeah, and it's unpainted iron? It's unpainted iron. It is black. Yeah. Uh, now, those of us who see Chizenko as he really is are seeing that terrifying thing yes you're still seeing the lictor thing yeah and he says you've arrived at last we are ready to begin the final uh assault on the darkness uh he says uh this chapel has been here for many many centuries it is called um Sriatoy Jashita uh, Bogararitsa, which is the holy protection of the Mother of God. Uh, and this, and he turns to the statue, is uh, the Nasha Chernyaya Madonna, the Black Madonna. Now, I will explain all of this to you later, but Oh, and also the uh, icon that uh, Nestro is also there on the wall. And it does look an awful lot like John. And he looks at it and he says, you see that she has chosen you, Mr. Miller, to be the conduit by which she will put down the darkness. You yourselves do not possess the power. I do not possess the power to drive him back now that he is establishing his citadel, what is necessary is that you, John Miller, you must allow her to move into you, to unite herself to you, to hide within you your mark, and he points to, your, to his forehead, will hide her identity 
you will not be harmed, you will not be damaged in any way, but this will allow you then to gain access to Shazanko's monstrous orphanage. And there, once you have encountered the avatar, the uh, incarnate of Chigidiel, she will do the rest. She will leave you and she will destroy the citadel and she will destroy him as best as only she can do. All you need to do is get inside. Now understand this. We failed the last time because, and he sort of shakes his hand like this, because a servant did not follow what we told him to do. You must not allow anyone to leave that building. No child you find can live. You cannot open up any doors. You cannot release anyone. It is the only way to assure that this will never happen again, or this cycle could repeat endlessly forever. You understand that it's most important that you understand this. Now, John, we need to leave you here in this chapel. We will leave you here, and it will take some time. You need to be... She will... Um... She will take possession of you. Uh, I don't want to frighten you, but uh, uh, she she needs to possess someone because of this reason that I've said. Um, if if she tries without without this, he will see her coming. His power will be uh, multiplied. He will not be surprised. Um, if I try, if I try, I will be recognized immediately. I can't even leave the building now. I have been trapped here for quite some time. Uh, I have been cut off from all the other uh, lictors. So I only have to ask you if you accept if someone's got to carry the suitcase, uh, the suitcase, new kits, yeah, it'll, it'll be me. I'm uh, terrible with a gun, but I can carry a bomb, even if it's a metaphysical one that's locked away inside me. And yeah, that sounds fucking terrifying. Well then, you stand here, and uh, you won't remember this. Small verses. and. And uh, he motions for everyone else, we, we must leave. And as you are leaving the chapel and moving away, you hear uh, a noise. It sounds like a high-pitched sort of whining noise. Um, you're, you're almost thinking angelic choir, but it also sounds very mechanical. 
And in that moment, John, as you're standing there all alone in front of the uh, Black Madonna, uh, for a well, try to uh, you try to see through the illusion at that moment. Okay, do I really want to roll? Do you really it? want to? Maybe you don't. <laughs> uh, come on. Right, uh, eight plus three, 11 plus my four is 15. Okay. As you're standing there for a moment, it's quiet. It's, it's dark, except for the candlelight flickering. Uh, you hear this noise, like angelic choirs, um, but sort of mechanical. And as you suddenly look up, the dome above you sort of unfolds like a, uh, a flower and a mechanical arm starts reaching down towards you and you black out you don't My remember anything cut. after that all right so the rest of you go back upstairs into the chapel um shizanko goes immediately over to the hole in the wall and he looks at me and he says i is they're all still there well what do you want to know Well, I guess the first question is, um, if we succeed in infiltrating the orphanage and the entity comes out of John, are any of us going to come out afterwards? Or of is course, yes. The, be... the, the Holy Mother will make sure that you have a safe passage out. You were innocents. You were not part of the problem. You were caught up in this it's not your fault it's you should have been able to live out your lives in happy bliss never knowing that any of this is part of the reality uh you are you are perfectly safe and your friend is also safe your your deceased friend magda she is the one in the past who fulfilled this this thing she was taken into the orphanage having the mother of god within her and uh, managed to destroy at least in part to uh you know the story i had i had always understood you to explain that it was uh your own compassion that let the the children live, and not merely that of Nestrov. No, it was Nestrov who acted entirely on his own. I, uh, we were a bit ignorant as to exactly what we were supposed to do. Communication with the Mother of God is not exactly an easy thing, even for me. But we shouldn't have and we know now that we shouldn't have he could escape again it's interesting and i i'm not uh exactly i don't doubt your word as it were father but you said that we would escape safe and intact we saw the last few months of magda's life and it was a hell on earth what happened to her after that was one of ignorance on her part. She didn't know what had happened to her. She couldn't remember it. 
And she was just a small child. Your friend is not a small child, nor are you. You know that there are dangerous things in the world that the devil is constantly trying. But I think that your destiny is to stop this problem now. And you won't be called upon again, not, not in your lifetimes. Brief as they may be. And if you do well, then your reward after you die will be great, as it was for Magda. We saw her sucked up out of her funeral chapel by some giant claw machine. The human mind is not capable of understanding exactly what it sees in these cases. So what you saw was your brain interpreting something. But yes, she was taken up. She was taken to heaven to exist for eternity in great happiness and bliss. A choice cut, as we sometimes say. That sounds more like a well-prepared steak than it. Uh -huh. uh, perhaps a bad joke then, but uh, she was uh, not your average person. Yeah, she was remarkable. So, of course, was Philip in his way. Do we have a timetable? I know that the preparations downstairs, you said, would take some time. Is this tonight that we're going, or...? It's a couple of hours it should probably take. Yeah, we we, and, we we can't wait. That tower is building and building and building and building. You've seen it. And building, I've seen it. I've they're down there in a, in a inferno. It's 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 mind-boggling how colossal that such a colossal structure could even exist of all of all the things how how far, far down it is and how close it is to us. And the, uh, the devil's machinations are terrible. Let's show that God is on our side. We will stop this before it destroys the world. I have been cut off, so I haven't been able to follow everything that's going on. You've probably seen more than I have now. So, he, um, he warns you a couple times over the next couple of hours not to go down there, uh, regardless of what you hear. And occasionally you do hear um, John sort of call out. You don't know whether it's in ecstasy or agony or what. And you're a little afraid he's he's always, he's fine, he's fine. Don't worry about it. He just needs a little alteration. <laughs> so, <clears throat> after a few hours, you suddenly hear a huge crashing noise that um, it sounds like almost like part of the building collapsing. And when, when uh, Shazenko turns and looks, 
he says, I think it is time. So he sort of motions for you if you want to go check on him. You, um, I suppose we should, yeah. yeah. Do you do go you down. Knock? What's that? I said, do you knock? What's... Well, you go down into the hallway once again, leading in that direction. And as you turn the corner, you see that the door, the iron door, has been torn off of its uh, uh, off of its frame and and just completely twisted and bent it's lying there uh john is lying on the floor on his back uh and in front of him where the statue was uh there is nothing all of the candles have gone out he's lying in the dark and uh he seems to be resting quietly And the statue is gone, you said. The statue is gone, yeah. Well, I want to see through the illusion, or at least use enhanced awareness. Okay. Look at John. Go ahead. That is only a 10. Okay. You don't see anything. It's just darkness. But he's breathing okay. So, uh, Father, I we could assume that she has entered him physically? Yes. In a way? How long does he need to rest? He should be fine. Just wake him up. I'm just going to slap him. I slap him a little bit. You could just <laughs> shake him awake, no, Andre. I am, I am uh, Andre. Andre's knows what he's talking about when it comes to recovering from extreme bodily injury petra i think i think we should listen to his wisdom in this regard also he's a very nurturing parent i am very nurturing as i have gun in hand as i slap john uh so john as you stand up you feel refreshed you are a little dusty and you know from the ground um but you don't remember anything apart from the remember that glimpse yeah you you vaguely remember something reaching towards you from above and light and music and then waking up just now with andre beating you to a pulp with the i mean just slapping you around (laughs) what the heck that was me having a nice lovely rest and you had to go and do that You'll be fine, John. I, you know, un- unless you got all red-eyed on me, then I might have had to uh, bash your skull in. But it's all good. My, my yeah, eyes aren't red, are, are they? Feeling okay? Uh, you know what? I feel like I've probably had the best sleep I've had in a long time. But other than that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't remember anything that happened. I, well, apart from, I remember seeing probably what would have been the the view for that you described previously of uh, that big mechanical arm or something coming down from above that Magda had above her in the, in that chapel. But otherwise that was about it. Uh, curtains. Well, probably a blessing as we said. Hmm. Uh, now you must make your way into the heart of Leningrad to get to the Kolenko. It won't be easy. And you are no doubt going to have some opposition. Yeah, the uh, the 
the well of energy or whatever it is that's keeping all of the goons outside from coming in, you don't happen to have some portable versions of that, do you? It is God, my friend, that is keeping them away. They can't come into the holy place. Uh, if we carry uh, the painted icon of St. Jana with us, will it offer a little aura of protection? Well, the, the creatures outside are here for me. They right. should not bother you at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm concerned about being intercepted on our way to the orphanage. Well, I'm afraid that an icon won't help you against regular Red Army troops. Quite. They're the ones you're going to have to worry about. If you see any Legionnaires after that, you might as well just shoot them and try to kill them, because they will try to kill you. Do you happen to have a couple of big wads of cash for bribes on the way? No, I'm afraid I'm a monastic. I don't carry money. What about um, did Zelen Zanelanova leave us with paperwork to get past the Red Army, or we get just got us into the city, and that's that's all. We have it our no ideas. If you, if you simply look like people who live here, then they might not bother you. And. It was evening, so it, is it the wee hours of the morning now? It's, after it's our the travel? wee hours of the morning now, yes. Yeah. Are we more likely to attract attention on the streets now? There might be a curfew in place. Maybe we should wait until 8 a.m. and look like laborers. I wouldn't mind a little sleep. But, but it's, or... it's growing, Diedrich, it's growing. Right. We have time, Dietrich. Wait, you said the opposite thing as if you agreed with each other. Yeah, I, I, I agreed with Ingo. We don't have time. Oh, I didn't hear the don't. The truth is we don't know how long you have, but once you leave this building, you'll be on your own. I cannot help you. Just remember what I told you. He says rather sternly. I don't want to have to go through all of this bullshit again in 15 years. That's why I am here. Don't worry. I will make sure he gets to where he needs to go. Right. So with that, you uh, go up and out. The Legionnaires, once again, completely ignoring you. Still creepy, though. Now it's it's short. But we could call it there, and then you'll finish it next time. I think it makes sense to break for a finale so as not to have to rush the end. Okay. My position. Yeah, agreed. Bye. <laughs> I was going to try to paint an icon of John. <laughs> as the I was wondering if you were going to come through on that. <laughs> I, I thought about it. And then I thought about all of the problems we've had with this scenario and thought, maybe the Virgin Mary kind of pissed at me. <laughs> are you referring to, are you alluding to anything in particular? <laughs> yeah, the Friday Friday curse. Uh, all right, so upkeep. 
So yeah, the next time, the next time will definitely be our finale. And if it takes a little longer than two hours, it'll it'll still be the grand finale. All right. Well, find the right path. That was our thing. I feel like I feel like we're there. Well, except for yeah, the, but what is what is the right path though? Is it like, are we are listen- the people in there? Or we who yeah, yeah, are we listening to the icon it's painter? True. Yeah. I'm I'm personally not inclined to listen to him because he's the one who got me into this mess. And I didn't like this mess at all. So wait, the icon painter is? Yes, because he he let them go. Right. He hadn't yeah, let them he's go. the one causing the cycle to be happen here. again. We want right. to be here right now. And I don't want to yeah. be here again in 15 years. Yeah, I'm not coming back. Well, and the, you just have to. And this obviously is what we're muttering as we move through the quiet streets of Leningrad <laughs> in the pre great pre dawn. It's like, I'm prone to listen to the fellow who's in solidarity with humans rather than the monster that you can't actually see, but it's a goddamn monster. It's true. Uh, the argument well, that we don't want to repeat it is very good. I appreciate that argument. The argument, but also he believes that this is the mother of God, which I don't believe. And his, like, the way he downplayed, she's a tasty morsel, whatever, you know. Like, I don't want to be a fortunate viand of the gods who gets gobbled up for being nice <laughs> or for being for following orders. I'm but, a little but, more save the children. But but the person, I mean, like, but this is saving the children. I mean, it caused a lot of trouble. Those three months. I mean, it almost it almost brought the end of. I mean, it could have been far worse. It far, could far be far worse, worse we next had, time. We had stumbled and, and fell earlier. Like those missiles they were building and were going to launch. Bad news. That's... My argument is that we have not found the right path between us. Fair. I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But if what if what John if what John's if what Harcomb told John is true, then perhaps there should be a reframing of this whole situation because the icon painter doesn't understand that in eliminating the children, you're simply giving them another pass through the, the machine sure through so they'll they'll have a chance again Nestro interestingly icon doesn't know that didn't say protect them though he said free them or release them or something like that so there might be a you know a a commonality. Yeah, there's ways to interpret that. There's kind of ways to interpret that. Yeah, I think Nestorov's interpretation is let them go because you know that's a monstrous well, thing to do. I think the way I will interpret it is yes, letting them go of their Chigidiel haunted. Um, well, it'll be interesting frame. what they look like to wasn't those of read, us. Wasn't our read on him that like while he is sincere, he doesn't know everything yeah. like he doesn't have the true picture of well he's an innocent man as yeah. opposed to chizhenko who is a lector and they're right. therefore a terrifying being with more data points but again nestrov said the children must be set free so that might mean 
we should pick up some napalm on the way to the orphanage. Just make sure that nothing organic comes out of that hole. In oh, that, that's, that's the way I'm interpreting it. <laughs> I love it how Andre's uh, been such the uh, the fatherly figure here. Don't worry, little kitty. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, after what you've got after, after the little children, my con- after my convalescence and an unbelievable amount of vodka. I think Andre is he's the best father I've ever had. <laughs> Three shots of vodkas of a lot. Wow, you're a lightweight. <laughs> what, what do you mean? And just just as Look you really got to know ways. Andre, just as you got to know Andre, he accidentally shot himself in the face with his gun. Yep. No. <laughs> So, so I, I guess just the get... exact same question. Do we take the point for right path take, or not? Do we take points? <laughs> I guess that's Tom's call, right? I don't know. Yeah, that was assigned. We'll see if you. Uh... Sounds like that's still our dramatic hook then. <laughs> yeah, that's a dramatic hook. So did we learn anything new about the truth? I'd say yes. We, we look at this little... Yes. We learned there's definitely a struggle pushed. between multiple principles out there. Yeah, everybody's everybody's fighting. Um, so we did, did we learn more about? Did we challenge ourselves? Not really. I don't think in this episode we kind of. I don't know. I feel like John did. Like that's a big yeah, leap of faith on John's part. Yeah, that's true. But I would give it to probably just John. Just John. The rest of us kind of just. I mean, healing that bullet wound and drinking all that alcohol was was difficult, but I I pulled through. Tough, but someone's got to do it. (laughs) A nice ride in Mercedes isn't the worst thing that we've gone through since we were infected. Though speedy. And 94 miles an hour is really not that big a deal. I mean... The all cars in the U.S. used to have speedometers that went up to 140 or 160 on a standard car. They just, you know, well, it, it just hits a point where you're gonna die in an accident anyway. So just put it beyond. It just it stops mattering after a certain point. And when you're both a lictor and KGB, nobody gets in your way of your nice German car. I think most I think most modern Mercs have a speed limiter built into them that they can't go above 157 mile, uh, miles right. now, and that's the kind of top yeah. speed they can reach. But then if you're driving a Mercar and SLR, they, the engine empties in about 17 minutes if you drive it full pelt all the way. So we probably uh, how far you will go in those 17 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I saw a video on the Autobahn. They were talking about that legally you have to keep your car in like super tip top condition and all of the uh all of the restrictions on what you can and you can't do but i also in the same video they show a car on the autobahn get into an accident it was going like 120 miles an hour it 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 lost control it went off the road flipped over a couple of times and landed back on its wheels and then it just drove away, like <laughs> the people inside went, "Oopsie Daisy!" <laughs> just, but they were safe, and the car wasn't damaged. And Opla, we have very good engineering <laughs> of our seatbelts. Opla. 
So oh we have a third question. Was that all three questions? No, and we then have we learned anything new about our characters? Um, again, I feel like I that goes say to John. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's well, part of a destiny he didn't know about. One. I just want to go away and dream and have my own little have my own little dream world. That's it. Unfortunately, no. the universe had other plans for you. Bloody archons. Literally, in many cases. All right. So, we're so I'm keeping the uh, find the right path dramatic hook. Did anyone complete their secondary dramatic hook? Uh, you I did, didn't I you, David? Harcum. Yeah, mm -hmm. you did. Yep. I think Andre's yeah. and mine was to look into Leningrad. I guess we, we did that. Has anybody built up enough points to? advance your characters i've got four i needed one more i haven't actually spent from 19. good lord and you maybe on to it time to trying to dump that all into violence yeah <laughs> that, I, I, I was gonna say i am i am i got like no points this time and i last time i upped my willpower and realized i probably should have taken care of my minus one on violence but it's too late for that now it's too late now <laughs> it's too late now i've still Hopefully. got minus two. <laughs> oh. well you i mean you just are being possessed by an archon so i think that's gonna the minus two is not gonna yeah it's not gonna hold you back I, I, i'm relying i'm relying on my divine to help use my soul to combat my way through this to order the things to fight each other but we'll see because my shooting my guns not gonna go so well i will protect you well that's a given <laughs> i'll die next week <laughs> well it is the end after all the devil I'm... might take over the world but if we die it's only the beginning yeah, but the world you get born back into is terrible. It could also be a reprieve. It's it's very difficult to say because we're just bugs. All right, is that it then? So I think so, yeah. Our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the Game Master. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft. Ah, damn it! I'm looking right at it, and it doesn't say that. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our game club, uh, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of the cult divinity lost role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.